Happy belated Valentine's uh, Valentine's Day to Pearl, yes. Owen, and you, Mo. Thank you and, very much, And Doc. the guy behind the discs, among the guy who always calls me. Brandon Breezy. Oh, Brandon yes. Breezy. Yes, yes happy indeed. belated <laughs> Valentine's Day to all of you and the listeners as well. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Matenji. We live in a world where there's so much pressure, thanks to people like Lerato Kanyaho and her bay. But you know what? We'll be fine. We'll just, you know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jealous is not attractive at all. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. All right, Doc, still on that relationship vein, can we talk about relationship addiction? First of all, in summary, how do we define relationship addiction? So today we are having a conversation and we're framing it in a very negative way because we want people to reflect on why it is that they're attaching and pursuing a relationship or staying in a relationship, even when it's clear it is no longer healthy and it is no longer serving them. So relationship addiction, so there were two things that we were going to talk about, relationship addiction and love addiction. But with regards to relationship addiction, we are referring to that pattern of behavior that you recognize when you look through the history of your relationships, where you actually are attached to people because without being in a relationship, you feel like you do not belong, you are not fulfilled, you feel like you are nobody, and it means that you are actually feeling like um, nobody loves you, nobody cares, it's the meaning for your life, and the things that actually define succeeding and being significant in your life are not there. You feel that sense of fulfillment and you feel that sense of connection um, when you're in a relationship with somebody. Now, the truth is, all of us, all of us, we are social beings that crave the need connect with other people. We are social beings. But the difference between you and somebody who's got a relationship addiction is that they will stay in a relationship even when it's no longer fulfilling, even when it's no longer reciprocal, even when it's now hurting you. And more importantly, they will move from one relationship to another because they want to just be hitched or connected or attached to somebody else. Now, the key thing is that they are seeking those happy hormones that you get when you're in a relationship, that euphoria that you're looking for the relationship is, meaning that what is actually currently happening in the relationship, the fact that there isn't necessarily anything positive happening that is releasing those endorphins and that dopamine, that's not the point. The point is the idea of the relationship is enough. Now, last week when we were talking about people who who are looking at um they're polyamorous. We talked about the need for, for intimacy, sexual um, fulfillment, emotional support, primacy in relationship, but also the stimulation intellectually, the companionship and the social presentation. When you are actually addicted to your relationship, all of things, all of those things are important. But when you're not receiving them, you're not even able to have that critical awareness that this is not serving 80% of my needs. It's actually only making me feel like I am attached to somebody, but that relationship is not serving me. So we are asking you, take a moment, pause. Don't just look at the current relationship. Look at your patterns throughout because your need to be in a relationship is actually surpassing the fact that this relationship is not fulfilling your needs. Secondly, Mm. it is unhealthy for you. It is harmful to you. But you are so attached to being with this person that even when they do not want you, you are not comfortable with moving away and starting afresh. Thirdly, you are moving from one relationship to another and you can see similar kind of patterns, particularly in terms of unhealthy patterns of attaching and, 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 and relating to people that you are not necessarily improving or growing or evolving into the best version of yourself. So look at those things. And then also you find that you're constantly comparing yourself and basing your bench line in terms of being attached 
attached to somebody rather than simply learning to love you and being okay with you. So that sense of feeling fulfillment is only defined when you're with somebody, but you struggle to be okay with who you are. And then also you might find that your relationships tend to escalate into abusive, emotionally um, corrosive relationships where you use manipulation and you use blackmail to try and harm other people. You might even threaten other people that if you're not with me, I'm going to kill myself. Or if you leave me, nobody's going to have you, I'm going to hurt you. Because you believe not only are you entitled to this person being with you, you are nobody without them in your life, which is actually not even true. But emotionally, you are so attached to it that the idea of not having this relationship is devastating to you. I mean, I'm just thinking here, Doc, why are people so scared of being alone? I don't know if scared is the right word. And why is it important for us to realize that sometimes it is actually a good thing to be alone because you can do some work, like, for example, on yourself? Um, let's, let's bring it closer to home. The, the, the trending El Reto Kanyaro last night hit a lot of people in a very bad way. It highlighted your own interior inadequacies, the things in your relationship that internally maybe you've been ignoring and you are aware that they're actually a triggers for you. They're niggling factors that say this is not okay or something is missing. But more importantly, it is highlighting the fact that perhaps something within you is the reason why you are not getting what Lerato is getting. I saw people tweeting saying, I want to know the muti that she gave. I want to know the vows that she said, the prayers that she's praying and who she's praying to. <laughs> why is she getting the thing that she said? So it makes you introspect. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. what is said is that when you recognize that somebody has got the type of relationship or the type of attachment and love and fulfillment that you want, it actually amplifies the fact that you are not okay with who you are and there's something missing. I call it the Kimberly hole. You know that, keep, that, that deep hole in Kimberly that is so big? You find that mm. you've got it in your heart. Now, when we're going to talk about it, we're actually not just going to focus on your current relationship because most often it has to do with how you were brought up, the attachment to relationship to the significant others in your life. And typically that's your parents, how you grew up and how that hole was actually created from your childhood. And then now it manifests in relationship. And you are looking for more to fill that Kimberly hole when it has nothing to do with more. More found you with a hole, but you are looking for it elsewhere. And Narato's uh, Valentine's Day triggers it. When in fact, there's nothing to do with her. You don't know what is happening in a relationship, but you are, it's amplifying the fact that you've got that Kimberly hole in your heart. And it's something that we can track back to how you were brought up and what you were lacking in the relationship you had with significant others. I'm glad you brought the Lerato Hanyaho example because I think it points out to a bigger issue of the uh, sort of surrounding or the environmental things that influence our behavior. Like when people say, oh, but you have to be in a relationship or when people ask you, but why are you single? There's almost this sense that being in a relationship, etc., is some sort of achievement. It's, yes. it's, it's some sort of a, a goal that we all need to tick off. That surely also contributes to this Absolutely. idea, Absolutely. right? That this, contributes. The this, social norms, yeah. what our parents are mm. telling us, that our oh, more, you've been working for so long, when am I going to get grandchildren? Why haven't you brought anybody else? And that concern that if you're not with somebody, maybe there's something wrong with you. And therefore, it means they have felt as, as your family members, as the elders in your family. So in terms of the way we are socialized, there is that pressure as well. There's an expectation that at a particular age, you should be with somebody and people should be seeing that you are then a responsible, mature individual because you are in a committed relationship. Now, all of those things play a factor. But understand, when we're talking about the addictive component about it, it's not just about the social pressure. That might be part of the norms, but it's more about your need 
to experience that high, that feeling of being content and being okay with the world because you're in a relationship. And with the people who are addicted to love, it is that euphoric phase of the infatuation phase, what we call the infatuation phase that you're seeking. As soon as the normal types of relationships happen and you're settling in, you find that you are restless. You want to go for that high again. You'd rather hop Mm. from one relationship to another and Mm. beyond the infatuation phase, you're not willing to settle. And that part of the addictive component is that there is some behaviors that are actually recognizing the fact that you are not really dealing with the true reality of what the relationship demands. You are more interested in the idealized version of it, even though the reality is that that's not possible. Nobody, no one, not one person, not one relationship can fulfill all of your needs, but you are constantly craving for that high. So how do we get out of this? There's someone listening in here, dog, and they're thinking... We say take a mm. gap, yeah? Can you take a gap from the relationship? <laughs> I think last year we talked about the 90-day period where you just off a relationship or off sex or celibacy, remember? Yeah. So I'm asking, mm. why don't you try and take a, a gap, you know? Take that 90-day challenge um, and not do anything with anybody and just focus on doing you, being you and loving you and celebrating you and finding ways to fulfill and please you without anybody having some kind of commitment or, or expectation on you and then also we talk a lot in terms of personal mastery about the, uh, how you do you exercise compassion how you exercise loving and kindness and respect towards yourself a lot of us are very good at loving other people we feel good when we are loving other people but we do not know how to love ourselves so self-love is one of those things by the way just because you are alone and you're not hit to anybody that doesn't mean you are good at loving yourself and showing yourself compassion. And we're going to see how you are in terms of self-love, looking at the conversations you have with yourself, your internal chatter. When you keep saying, is she looking on me? Somebody says, oh, pal, you look good. Or, oh, Mo, you look good. And you're thinking, yeah, but you know, it's because of na 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 na. You are already nullifying the positive feedback they're giving you. So that is mm. part of that internal chatter that's coming in. But also recognize when you have very unrealistic standards of yourself. There's nothing wrong with holding yourself to a higher standard of behavior and holding yourself accountable to it. But there's another when you do not even celebrate when you achieve those standards and you actually want people to validate you but you don't know how to validate yourself. So look at how you exercise loving kindness and compassion to yourself by how you appreciate your struggles, how you appreciate your growth, how you appreciate how you bounce back your resilience but also the conversations you have with yourself. And then finally, Mm. be willing to have a perspective that allows you to see yourself differently and constantly growing. To have the discipline of going for regular sessions with your therapist or your life coach. Don't wait for a crisis. So part of you being able to take care of yourself and doing something, don't wait for a crisis because by then actually it's too late. You might have already engaged in uh, um, self-harming behavior. Have the discipline of saying once a month, I go for my session. Sure, it's so critical. And a lot of people will say, to, oh, but it's so scary being alone. I'm scared to being alone. Well, I mean, what are you scared of? I mean, what, 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 what is this fear? Is this the fear of having a conversation with self? I, I don't know if that scares people. I mean, it is. You know, some, it is. Some, some, some say those sort of things, yeah. It is. It is also that when you are alone, you're going to find out that you are unlovable, that there's things about you you do not like, and so you expect that other people will not like them. And you haven't forgiven yourself for the same things that you've done, or you haven't overcome certain All right, Dr. Tepisoma Denji on Personal Mastery. We hope that was something that you can certainly uh, have uh, discussions with yourself or others about being a relationship addict. Woof. All right.
we're done uh, up next is the bridge and uh, we have uh, of course another three hours uh, with uh, the team Dineo, lkg as well as sumizi so we hope you will enjoy that ride as for us we're back again tomorrow from 5 to 9 a.m uh, today i'm back on uh, trending sa once again another week so uh, we'll be looking at what's been trending uh, throughout the day and throughout this morning as well so do tune in tonight at 6 p.m on sabc3 I'm not sure if uh, Pearl is on TV this morning on Daily nope. Teta. Are you on? Nope, I am not. Okay, but I'm sure you'll be on at some point, right? <laughs> yep, I'll keep you posted, Mo. Patience, oh, patience, okay. patience. That's fine. Mm. As I said, right. bi-weekly. Hi, man. Owen. <laughs> All right, have yourself a wonderful Monday. From us, it's a good morning. Good, good day, day and good and vibes. Good vibes.